Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we are going to explore your intuitive knowingness. You probably had at least a few times in your life when someone asked you, how do you know that? On some of those occasions, you might have answered that question with something like, I don't know how I know it, I just know. Those times when you not only know something, but you know that you know it, that's usually the experience of knowing through your ability of intuitive knowingness. Often, you might know just something with great certainty, but you can't explain how you know it or where what you know came from. In a couple of our earlier shows, Michael talked about some of his frustrating experiences during his grade school years in which he would write down the correct answer on a test but could not explain to the teacher later where he got the answer. He would tell his teacher that he just knew the answer, but that he couldn't tell her where or how he got the answer. The teacher expected him to tell her at least which chapter in the textbook the class was studying that contained that information or how he logically deduced the answer. He said it was only a problem to the teacher if his answer was correct. Often when he couldn't explain how he knew the correct answer, he would be suspected of cheating. Gosh, this happens so many times with kids. Was he peeking at someone else's test paper to copy their answers? What was it about school teachers that made them suspect the worst if a student just happened to know the correct answer to a test question but not be able to explain how or where he got it? Well, it is understandable in the strictly academic and intellectually rigorous culture of a regular school for the teacher to assume that there are really only a couple of ways that a student can know things. Either the student memorized it from reading it or hearing about it somewhere, or he was able to to deduce the answer from the information he previously learned. Either way, The expectation is that the student learned the lesson to be able to come up with the correct answer. Yes, even I joke about Michael cheating his way through school because he so often got his answers for his assignments and tests in such academically unorthodox ways. Of course, one of the many ways he did that was through the use of his intuitive knowingness. You know, Edgar Cayce did that too. Hmm. The dictionary defines the verb Know, that's K-N-O-W, as be aware of through observation, inquiry, or information. That's the general understanding that I'm sure most all traditional school teachers and any kind of academic instructors have of one's ability to know. 
That type of knowing comes from either empirical or logical means. It's the knowing that comes with observation, training, and or experience, or from having learned enough of the appropriate information to logically deduce the knowledge. Intellectual giants amass a great deal of knowledge by intellectual, logical means. For those who depend solely on their intellect and memory or worldly training and experience for their knowledge, it may be hard to understand how a person without the necessary training, experience, or intellectual learning could know especially something quite complex just by knowing. The intellectual brain-jerk response would be, how can you possibly know that? And a simple response like, I don't know, doesn't cut it. I don't know. (laughs) That that was a lot of my answers. I don't know. I just know. (laughs) It's no kidding, right? Uh, I'm glad that when I went through my challenging experiences of knowing too much without being able to prove how I knew it in early elementary school, uh, I'm I'm really glad I went through that early, (laughs) not later. (laughs) That would have been more difficult. I learned early on not to just intuitively know the correct answer to a test question without being able to give an explanation how I knew or how I derived at that answer. By the time I was about halfway through fifth grade or about 11 years old, I finally realized that I had to make up a logical sounding reason to explain everything. I just intuitively knew. Of course, The downside of that was that I could rely less and less on my intuitive knowingness. Even when I did just know the correct answer, I had to spend even more effort than many other students to figure out a way to explain it. Mm -hmm. That led me to not using my intuitive knowingness as much for several years. It took me a little while after I kind of pushed that away to get it all back up and running in the first couple of years of my adulthood. Just about the time I was starting to get some of my innate intuitive knowingness ability back online in my life, I had a student in my clairvoyant training class who had a high degree of not only the intuitive knowingness, but transmediumship ability as well. And we've discussed those abilities and other shows of ours. She naturally was using her intuitive knowingness, especially in her work situation. While she was a student, she got hired to be the secretary to four leading nuclear physicists at a top secret nuclear research laboratory. Of course, Her duties were normal secretarial duties, nothing particularly scientific. She was to type out the physicist's research notes with exacting precision and take dictation for the physicist's writing letters and doing those kinds of, you know, again, secretarial type of work. She did have to know how to scientifically, you know, how scientific words were spelled correctly and all that kind of stuff. But, and, and also to have a good command of English to correct grammar and punctuation mistakes made by the scientists. But her main job was to copy and, you know, type what the scientists wrote exactly 
especially all their equations and formulas. She was carefully vetted and was hired to do traditional secretary work in a classified environment. Needless to say, she couldn't communicate anything about the actual information that she dealt with to anyone else. There wasn't a real problem with that since she had so little knowledge of physics or mathematics that intellectually she didn't understand any of the subject matter she heard or saw every day. She was happy with her job for a few months until one day she came to see me quite distraught. She'd been fired from the job she was very happy with, and she thought she was doing an extraordinarily uh, good job at it. And she was fired for doing a great job that every good secretary is expected to do for her bosses. You know, type out their notes, dictate letters, and make sure everything's spelled correctly, punctuated correctly, professionally printed out for their approval and signatures, mail it out or whatever. <laughs> Right? She did that uh, just impeccably. They apparently confirmed even that she was an exceptional secretary to all four physicists. Why did she get fired? <laughs> this is it's a big deal. <laughs> this is, I just had the greatest time when she was telling me this whole story, even though she was very distraught. She began correcting their super secret, complex scientific equations and formulas, high level math, right? Right along with the scientists' uh, spelling mistakes and punctuation errors. <laughs> I mean, she felt that was her job to, to fix, you know, the grammar and, and typos and things like that. Ah, so she just all of a sudden just said, I just corrected. She didn't understand a single part of those equations or formulas. How did she do that? Well, she was run through the mill of top high security officials, nuclear physicists, and a host of secret service agents for hours and hours and hours of interrogations before she was finally let go without charges. They fired her anyway. They couldn't afford to keep her, even though she was cleared of any, any kind of wrongdoing, except that she, <laughs> she corrected the high-level math and, and you know, equations of top <clears throat> nuclear physicists working on who knows what, but... How did she do that? <laughs> and she didn't understand a single part of those equations and formulas. Yep. And they determined, you know, the investigators determined that she was definitely, beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt, she was not a spy or terrorist of any kind. And that she had no clue of what she did other than make corrections while she typed. She said that she just knew that the numbers or symbols or whatever, you know, part of the equations that she corrected was supposed to be. You know, she, she knew that what they had on, in their notes were incorrect. <laughs> and she corrected them <laughs> uh, to where she, what she knew should be. And 
to her, it was just numbers and symbols. And she goes, oh, that's the wrong symbol or that's the wrong number over here. It should be this. And so that's what she did. Just like if if somebody made a grammatical error in their dictation for a letter, she'd correct that automatically. How's that for intuitive knowingness? I was impressed. <laughs> uh, but for for a woman, you know, she lost her job. It was a very good job. And uh, uh, so she was she was bummed out for a while, but she got over it and she went and got a different kind of a job. When people find the correct avenue for using their intuitive knowingness ability on a sophisticated level, then our society may regard them as prodigies or geniuses. There have been cases throughout history where a person who had, let's say, no medical training whatsoever and was able to diagnose and treat patients correctly. Or a person who, without prior training, started to sing or play a musical instrument like an accomplished musician. There's quite a few of those people. Yet, far more important than the use of our intuitive knowingness in the more worldly endeavors, as beneficial as they may be, is its use in our spiritual growth and development and the fulfillment of our purpose for being here in this world. Intuitive knowingness is the highest and most comprehensive form of our intuition. It provides the direct avenue for us to access not only our own inner truth, but the experience of that which is limitless and eternal. Here, in this world of time and space, it provides us with the gateway to God realization. So, you start with your ability to just be and know the answer. At first, it may be quite simple, like it was with my grade school test answers. You know, no, no major, not any kind of secret uh, uh, formulas or anything like that. <laughs> and it was just ask the question of yourself and you know the answer. That American idiom that's been around since the mid-1900s or so, partly applies to this ability to just know. And you know that idiom? I'm sure everybody's heard of it. Off the top of my head, this is what I think. This ability to just be still and know does come from the top of our heads. That's where the crown chakra is located, the energy center where it's right on top of the crown of the head, area. It's the energy awareness center where that the ability of intuitive knowingness is centered. This is also depicted in many cartoons in which the bright light bulb lights up above the character's head when he has a bright idea or that eureka moment of, I know, oh, I got it, right? As you develop your intuitive knowingness, what you know becomes more comprehensive in that you know the whole story or much more of it than just the one thing. For example, many years ago, I came upon a group of people I knew who were discussing the prospects for who was going to win the World Series that year. Immediately, I just knew that the New York Mets were going to win the series championship 
that year. It just, boom, New York Mets. But more than that, I knew that the series was going to go the rare seven games. And I knew which team was going to win each of the seven games in the right order before the title goes to the Mets. I wasn't following Major League Baseball that season either. I had to ask my acquaintances even what teams were actually competing in the World Series that year. That's how clueless and and out of the loop I was with baseball at that time. And neither the Mets nor the Red Sox were teams of interest for me. I didn't care about that. (laughs) Essentially, just like the secretary for the physicist, I knew next to nothing about those teams. That baseball season or the World Series uh, situation that year. I wasn't even that interested in all that. I'm sure that this was a -a one-of-a-kind experience because nothing like that has ever happened since. Those few people I told were so amazed after the World Series was finally over that they really wanted to capitalize on my knowingness. I didn't even watch any of the games, and I didn't know about it until a couple of the guys started talking to me about halfway through the series. I'm happy that I don't know those things very often because several of those people harassing me (laughs) to make other predictions were annoying (laughs) enough. Most certainly. What a great example. Well, we're coming up to our first break, and this is the time we make a few announcements, and we're offering a wonderful new teleclass on Saturday, October 10th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It's on Home Sweet Home, Psychic Housekeeping for Peace and Prosperity. We welcome you to join us. You'll learn how to do psychic energy work on your home space so you and your family can enjoy more prosperity and a more peaceful home life. Find out all the details and sign up on our website, October events calendar section, and our website is michaeltamura.com. That's Michael, T as in Tom, A, M as in Mary, U-R-A dot com, michaeltamura.com, or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, at one five three zero nine two six two six five zero during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with your intuitive knowingness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com 
And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Let's continue with our exploration of your intuitive knowingness. And Michael was talking about uh, an experience he had with the uh, predicting of baseball winnings uh, one year. Do you remember what year that was? 1980s somewhere. Yeah, 1980s. It was the <laughs> World Series was between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Mets. And the other detail you didn't give was you actually gave the order of yeah, who would win. Boston, Boston, uh, Mets. Mets, Boston, Mets, Mets. Mets. Yep. Yeah, I still remember. <laughs> and how that happened was so just total spontaneous. And I think it had to do with, you know, I was just walking from one place to another, and there's a cluster of, oh, it must have been four or five guys just talking, having a good time talking with each other. And and I just came by, and I knew them, and you know, acquaintances. And uh, so I just said hi. And as soon as I said hi, I just got the flash of I knew uh, the World Series and and New York Mets. And like I mentioned earlier, I didn't know even who was in contention for the World Series or anything. I wasn't following the whole baseball scene that year at all. And but I must have matched these guys. They were so into it and their energy. And so I, uh, they were just saying, yeah, who do you think is going to win the World Series this year? And it just I, all came in. I just said, New York Mets. <laughs> and they looked at me like, really? And I said, I don't even know who's playing. And they said, well, it's you know between the New York Mets and, and the Boston Red Sox. And I said, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be Boston, Boston, New York, New York, Boston, New York, New York. And it was exactly that. And it was exactly that. You know, I think it's really interesting. Um, one of the things that we teach uh, is using your psychic abilities in no effort and paying attention to mm-hmm. the information that comes in. And being in no effort about it makes it so much easier. Yes. That's that's probably why, you know, like with the secretary, um, you know, she's not a physicist. She's not a high-level mathematician. So she's in no effort trying to figure out what are these people, you know, what are these equations, what do they mean, and anything like that. She's just, she's just looking at it strictly as I'm just typing. And, oh, it's just like, oh, there's a misspelling for this word in the dictation. So she corrects it. It's just automatic. And she was looking at the, the paper that she was typing off of. Uh, just like, you know, it's not even information. 
to her. It was just letters and numbers and, oh, that's, that's incorrect and corrected. And the same was for me that year. You know, there's been times where I was interested in the World Series because uh, certain teams were playing or whatever, or it was happening in my city or whatever it was. And so, so then I read that news or whatever kind of uh, information on it. But that particular time, I was so busy. I was in so many other things that baseball wasn't even in my consciousness. And so when I just matched it, and it was just like boom, 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 boom. And because this group of people were very interested, and I don't know if they were betting each other or whatever, but uh, they were very interested. So I think that's that's where it comes from. And it may sound like to them when they start to go, wait a minute, this is what Michael said. It's ex- coming exactly true. They thought I had precognition, you know, predictive abilities. Well, in that particular situation, my intuitive knowingness ended up to be predictive and, and correct. But it wasn't precognition. Precognition uses a, a combination of various psychic abilities. And... and uh, uh, some people are very, very good at predicting stuff, right? And seeing what we call the future. I'm not so great at that. Once in a while, I'll do that, but I'm not that great about it. But when I looked at the situation, it wasn't my precognition that kicked in. I wasn't predicting it. I just knew it. And how this works in the intuitive knowingness is in spirit. Everything is. There's no time. There's no sequence. In spirit, things don't happen in a linear sequence like we think it does here in this 3D world of time and space. Everything, just like when I'm saying, when I'm talking like this, I'm speaking in sequence, aren't I? I'm, I'm saying one word after the other to make a sentence and so forth and so on. So that's one of the, the, if you want to call it, problems uh, that we have to solve as spirit coming into an incarnation is we come from total oneness, we come from total timelessness, no sequence, everything is. And once we're here in 3D, time and space, we have to be able to communicate, not instantly, bam, you know, the whole thing. We are communicating in words, breaking it down to a linear sequence to be able to understand each other. And this is why intellectuality takes so long, it's so difficult. But in spirit, it's everything simple. And that's that's the key, one of the very big keys to using your intuitive knowingness is keep it simple. Right? You just know. And that's why it's so difficult for many people to get the hang of using their intuitive knowingness. It's happening all the time. If you pay attention, like Raphael was saying earlier, if you pay attention, you notice, bam, 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 you know a lot. You know a lot of stuff. Even down to fairly amazing details like that secretary, you know a lot of things like that. But... Most people disregard it most of the time because it's too, too simple. It's way too simple. It's like just a 
ding, ding, ding. And you, you're, if you're in effort in life, like many times, you know, we are like, you got to make a living and uh, how are you going to pay rent and this and that. And you got to go here and it's got to be on time and get it right. And everybody's in so much stress of effort that at that level, you miss out on all the stuff that's just whizzing by, ding, 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 just going right by like a nice breeze going by. You miss it if you're not relaxed and enjoying where you're at, right? What breeze? Oh, it's just a tiny breeze. But if you're sitting there just going, oh, this is so great just to sit here and enjoy the weather or whatever, then you notice the slight breeze that go by and and caress your cheeks or whatever. But if you're in a rush and you got your mind on something completely different, you miss out on the beautiful flowers, you miss out on the breeze, you miss out on everything. The the information, yes. I wanted to um, add to your um, comment about the difference between intellectually figuring things out and, and letting your intuition work. This is a hilarious story, actually. (laughs) Um, Michael was, I was driving Michael to uh, one of his talks. He was going to give an evening seminar, a two-hour evening seminar, and we were on the island of Oahu, I think, and we had four other people in our car. (laughs) And uh, we were told the directions were going to be kind of complicated to find this place. It was a, um, I think, a church rectory or something like that that was separate from the church out in the boondocks somewhere. Now, you'd think on, on a small island like Oahu, that wouldn't even be possible to have it be difficult to find a place, but it certainly was. So what happened was is we were driving hither and thither. In fact, I was the one driving, and everyone had their cell phones on because the whole GPS thing had just started. This was a number of years ago. And at one point, one person's phone said go straight, one person said turn left, and one person <laughs> said turn right. And, and everybody in the car was a psychic. That's right. So nobody <laughs> nobody was using their psychic abilities at the moment. So since I was driving, I decided to just go to my uh, higher intuition, and I got turned left. And we were really hopelessly lost at that point because we'd been going around in circles. I got turned left and then later turned right, and we made it right there within about five minutes. Had I not done that, I think we would still be out there driving around in circles. But, um, you know, part of using this ability is learning to trust it and learning to know when when it's your intuition and when you're going into that calculating mode of your intellect. And you can always tell it's your intellect because you're calculating. You're going, well, last time it was this way and the time yeah. before it was that way. And maybe somebody told me this. You know, you, you're going through all kinds of you're gyrations. You're using your logic. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're, you're trying to intellectually figure it out. So, no, that can't be right. This is how I notice a lot of people invalidating their intuitive knowingness is they'll know something. Just like Raphael, you know, she didn't invalidate her own intuitive knowingness of knowing to turn left without rhyme or reason because it's not coming from the intellectual logical thinking process of oh yeah it should be left because yeah i know this was here and this is north and that's south and blah 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 no she didn't go through that process she just knew turn left and then 
whereas everyone else was on their cell phones looking at the GPS and going, no, wait a minute, no, it, this is saying to turn right. No, this is t- saying to turn, uh, go straight. It was hilarious. And even while that was going on, I remember the people's uh, GPS things, you know, the little dot that, that you're supposed to follow uh, or the arrow or whatever it is, it starts, it's going on the same street that we're on and all of a sudden it jumps over to some total different street. Like the middle of the jungle, yeah. actually. And, and where's that? That's not the street we're on. <laughs> so it was a hilarious situation and uh, and especially hilarious because, you know, all of us, all five of us in the car were psychics and, and we're laughing at, you know, what a bunch of lousy psychics. <laughs> Except when Raphael used her ability and just said, okay, we're going left. And everything else was going the other direction. So that's, that's the key. Don't let the intellectual knowledge invalidate what you know to be true, what, what's just right there. Intuitive knowingness is also a very comprehensive. You know, people talk about intuition more and more these days. Uh, and a lot of times, a person who's, who's not real experienced and and familiar with intuition usually tends to start with, oh, that's your gut feelings. Yes, that's one type of intuition. And it's a very, very, very uh, basic low, low level of intuition. Low doesn't mean bad. It just means it's on a lower frequency. And, and so where does it gut, gut feeling comes from your gut area. That's the chakra in your in your gut area that feels things. Ah, okay. And then there's there's a lot of other types of intuitive abilities uh, that we we all tend to say you know intuition is part of it. But the intuitive knowingness is a very specific aspect. It's the mother of all intuition abilities. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Yeah, it's it's in the crown chakra. Crown chakra is often called the master chakra of the whole body because it's so comprehensive and it's it's at the highest vibration on a body level. It's the it's the highest vibration. It's the closest vibration to spirit. So this is where one can in a physical incarnation, one can experience direct experience and knowing of spirit. That's that's what knowingness is, is the direct experience. You just know. And it's a full-on knowing. Uh, it could start with a simple, oh, just off the top of my head, this is what I know, kind of a simple knowingness. But it can get to a total profound knowingness of total comprehensive, what we call Cosmic consciousness, cosmic consciousness or Christ consciousness is intuitive knowingness on a limitless scale, on a grand scale. So, so it can go from the simple, ah, oh, I got a great idea. I just know it. I just know turn left. That's very simple. But it can go all the way to, oh, the direct experience of knowing God. So, developing that ability mm-hmm. is very important on anyone's spiritual path for sure. 
And we have lots more stories to share with you. And um, one of the ones I wanted to mention is uh, when Michael was speaking about uh, music prodigies who just start playing music, is I knew a woman many years ago who had a son who was um, Down syndrome type of child. And when he was about, I think it was 12 years old, one day he sat down at an organ they happened to have at the house, like the musical instrument organ, and he started playing and singing with a most beautiful voice. And they didn't even know he even knew any music. And I happened to meet this young man when he was about 27, and he was quite an accomplished uh, musician, and he, he could weave. So he had a lot of abilities that he brought in, uh, perhaps from other lifetimes, to be able to use uh, for his lifetime. And I'm sure that came in through this intuitive knowingness as well. Yeah, and and sometimes, you know, when you have what people consider to be a, a disability or, or mental challenge or whatever, and they're talking about, oh, this part was... He wasn't intellectually very uh, qualified or advanced, but intuitively he had superb abilities. So this is the opening. It's going to be more and more in this world where people are going to start to see, oh, the intellectuality isn't the only mental ability. Absolutely. We're at our second break already, so I wanted to let you know about something really special that we offer. We I don't think we've ever spoken about this on the radio show before. It is our comprehensive six-level audio spiritual self-study course called Psychic Tools and Life Mastery Practices for Living Your Soul's Purpose. The first two-hour class is available free. It's like an introductory class to try out as an MP3 audio download just by signing up for our newsletter through our website, as I mentioned earlier, michaeltamora.com. You can take the course one class at a time or one level at a time. You can find a detailed description and all the information about this course by clicking on, quote, our six-level course, unquote button, our six-level course button on the left side column in our events calendar or on our store page. You can call our assistant Noel at our office if you have any questions Monday through Friday during business hours Pacific time and that number is 1530-926-2650. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of your intuitive knowingness. See you in a couple of minutes. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tamora. 
beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been exploring the profound topic of your intuitive knowingness. I thought I would share a couple of my stories. Um, I love working with intuitive knowingness. It's a really wonderful ability, but I also love meeting people who use theirs all the time. I once had a meditation student back in the 1980s who had an incredible gift of being able to assess the size of any space down to mere inches or half half an inch even of accuracy, even building sizes as big as 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 square feet. She was absolutely amazing. Her boss at first didn't trust her and made her go back and measure it. You know, she'd go, she'd say, this, is this many square feet this way and this way? And he said, now you have to go back and measure it the old-fashioned way to prove to me that you're <laughs> actually correct. But over time, he actually learned to um, trust her because she was so good. As a teen, I worked in the deli section of a grocery store. When people asked me for a half a pound of roast beef sliced either medium, thin, or thick, I intuitively knew exactly how much meat I had sliced was that exact weight. Like they wanted half a pound sliced thin. of course, over time, I got to even know uh, how many slices that that actually was with this meat machine I worked with, but um, I usually used my hand. I just put it on my hand, and I would go, this is it, and then I'd throw it on the scale, and I'd be exact, um, exactly correct. Well, weights and measures are a more physical thing to practice uh, your intuition, your, um, your level, this level of intuition, but what about life? How about when you're drawn to something that intuitively feels that's the lower vibration Michael was talking about, or you just know is important to you? I've had many such experiences, and so have you, and most of us, even as we grew up. But uh, one of my favorites was, as a young girl, I absolutely knew I was going to end up in California. And when I told my brothers and sisters about it, they would laugh at me and say things like, oh, you'll turn into an old lady before your time because it's so dry out there. You know, they tried to talk (laughs) me out of it. And really, they just didn't want me to go away from them, which I appreciated that for. And even when I was a little child, um, one day my father put 
put me on his knees. I think I was maybe seven years old or eight years old. It was on the Sunday morning in what I call the church preparation chaos. We were all getting ready for church. There were 11 of us, so it was really chaotic and noisy. Well, I think when I was eight, there were only um, 10 of us because one of us hadn't even been born yet. Well, my father put me on his knees and he swept his arm and he said, one day you two will have a big family like this. Well, I knew with all my being, I would never want children or at least have any. I knew my path would be elsewhere, and I knew that when I was a child. Though I did end up marrying Michael here with two little boys, ages four and six at the time, I also knew I would not be like a true mom to his kids, um, but I would be, to because they had their own capable mom, but I would have a role in their lives, which was perfectly fine with me. It was very meaningful, and I loved them with all my heart. But I never did really want to have children of my own, and um, that's... And I'm not sorry about that either. So, hey, those of you that um, have that as part of your MO, um, even if other people give you a bad time about it, follow your your higher intuition about that. Yeah, and just like Raphael was saying about the true use of intuition, you know, again, it's great when you can use it on an everyday type of mundane level, but and it works, but the real purpose of intuition is when you really start to use it for your fulfillment of your spiritual purpose, your soul purpose here in this world. And so my uh, experience with using that high form of the comprehensive form of intuitive knowingness shows up on a daily basis. Uh, One of the stories I'll tell you is uh, uh, really fun. This was uh, about a year and a half ago or something like that. I was traveling, and I came back to the motel, the hotel that I was staying at for a few days, and I befriended the front desk clerk. And and so as I came in, she sees me and says hi, and I said hi to her. And she sees the door starting to close at the one elevator that went up to the upper floors. And so she hollers out to the person in the elevator, says, oh, hold the elevator, uh, Mr. Tamura's coming. Uh, hold the elevator, please. So some hand shows up and stops the door from closing, and it opens up again. And I, by the time I get there, boom, I get to go in. I didn't mind waiting the next round, but, you know, it was nice. So I thanked both of them and got in, and I made some kind of a joke to the woman who was the only other woman who was in the uh, elevator. And so she, we were laughing and stuff, but... As we start to go up, and this is a, this is a, like a five-story hotel, four-story, five-story. I was on the fourth story, for a fourth floor, and and um, uh, this woman was going to the third floor. Well, as soon as we're laughing and joking around, in the one-minute elevator ride, if if that much, maybe it was less than a minute, I knew all of a sudden I knew that she was a single mom with two or three little kids and in trouble. I also knew that a big part of her problem had to do with her boyfriend, who was an okay guy, but was more of an extra child to her to take care of financially and emotionally, and rather than being a real partner. So I started to talk to her about that, 
uh, all before we got to the third floor, which was her floor. And so the door, door opened because she had it all set for that. And then she just stopped and she was seeking so much, so seeking that communication about all of this that she wanted to continue up the elevator and says, oh, what floor are you going to? I'm just going to follow you until we finish this conversation. So I said, no, let's get off here because there was a nice area to sit down next to the elevator there. So we got off to so we can finish our conversation. And by the end of it, she was in tears. And she said she felt that her prayers were truly answered in the communication I was able to give her in that uh, few minutes. So what started all that was just less than a minute of conversation in the elevator. But what made that possible was my intuitive knowingness went jumping and I knew the whole thing. And and the moment I started to talk to her about it, more and more, I knew more and more the details of the whole thing and just went on with that. And that's essentially, I'm using that all the time. That's that's how I communicate. That's what I do. And and so that was a, a amazing experience and just having that all in place. It's it's better than searching on Google. <laughs> if you if you plug in a question on Google and stuff, it takes, you know, even if it takes a few nanoseconds, uh, and then you have to go click on other things and go do your research. I do that too. That's that's a lot of fun actually. But in a lot of things that really count, you don't have to have exact figures and and you know like uh, Raphael's example with her student is it's just okay in some work situation you might have to have it as accurate as up to the inch or to the foot or whatever it is but in life it's not about inches and feet it's not about you know how big or what mathematical formula it's about life it's about wisdom and with that intuitive knowingness, you have the, the comprehensive knowing is you know the details, you know the dynamics, you know the relationships between whatever it is that you know. And you know sometimes how it comes to be, like in the baseball game thing, how, how it ends up where this team wins the World Series. Similar with, with knowing, oh yeah, I knew, there's, you know, with any particular person, uh, she wasn't just a mother. She wasn't just the mother of two or three kids and who was in trouble. But that's the stuff I, I needed to know amongst all the trillion, gazillion bits of information about this particular person and her whole life. All I needed to know was, oh, she was in trouble and it was about something to do with this. And and that starts the conversation. And, and once my experience of intuitive knowingness also is once you have the starting point and you start to communicate about it in some way or form. So in that situation, it was with another person. But in other situations, it's just by myself. And I'll start to, if I decide this is important enough, I'll either go into meditation and get to the rest of it. Or I'll just sit down and start writing out what I know. And when I do that, either way, 
meditation, writing out what I know, talking about it, then it just starts to come in like installments. Boom, boom, boom. And remember, I said earlier that in spirit, everything is one. Everything, there's no time. It's all is. But to bring the consciousness, to bring the awareness of what that whole kit and caboodle is in spirit down to earth, down into the physical body consciousness level that we could use every day, we have to put it in a linear fashion so we could understand it. And this is the part that has to be translated into the intellect, into language, into a, a orderly logical fashion. And so that part often takes me a long time to really get the whole thing down on paper. And, and sometimes when it's really uh, complicated, really sophisticated, uh, comprehensive information, sometimes it's even taken me years to be able to put it into a, a logical, in words and logical fashion that I can even talk about it to somebody else and have them just even get the basic understanding of what I'm saying. But the whole time, just because I can't intellectually put it together like that for a while, doesn't mean I don't know it. I experience it. I can use it. I could live it. But I might not be able to explain it yet. That's what I didn't know as a child, is it takes a little time to put it into words, put it into a way I can explain it. Had I known that in my childhood, uh, I would have done pretty well with the teachers. <laughs> but again, that's the learning curve. It took me a lot of years to get to that place of learning, oh, this is how I can talk about what I just knew in an instant. The knowingness always happens in an instant. That's exactly right. And sometimes when you're looking for information and you want to get it intuitively, you just have to be patient and give it time to come in. Um, I have used that method many, many times. And again, the most important thing is to pay attention. Believe it or not, once again, we've reached the end of our show. We're grateful that you chose to join us today as always. Make sure to join us live for a very special call-in episode next Wednesday for some insights, spirit wisdom, and fun on messaging with your spirit guides. We'll be broadcasting a live call-in show so that you can call us and ask a question or just find out what message your spirit guide might have for you. Here's the Voice America studio number to call next Wednesday during our live broadcast to receive your message from your spirit guide. And by the way, uh, it will also be in the advertisements between the sections of the show. It's 1-888-346-9141. 1-888-346-9141. We're looking forward to hearing from you on our next show. Remember, too, you can join us on Saturday, October 10th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for a teleclass Home Sweet Home, Psychic Housekeeping for Peace and Prosperity. For details and to sign up, go to our website events listing for October 2020. You can also sign up for any of our events by calling our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, or leave a message. Until then, 
be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.